be back. Get away from her, you bitch! We all go a little mad sometimes. Hello and welcome to Sequel Harder. This is the podcast where we take a look at good movies gone bad. My name's Dave and I'm joined by my co-host Eric. Hello. Thank you for joining us on this first episode of yet another podcast, Deconstructing Movies. But instead of focusing on one movie at a time, we're taking a look at the entire series, especially the ones that start out great and fall somewhere along the way. As we do this, we hope to figure out like where and why they failed, and maybe come up with some ideas that could have saved them. A little bit about us, Eric and I met in film school, and we both work in the industry now, so we have a little bit of exposure to the process, and hopefully that might give us a little insight. Being part of that process, uh, we have seen firsthand how incredibly hard it is to actually get a movie made, first of all, and then making a good one, right? Yeah. Um, and then following that up with another good good movie is even harder. Oh, yeah. So. We, we worked on so many bad movies before. Yeah. You get a second sense to be able to tell like where things have gone wrong. Yeah. Right, right. Um, and then even sometimes when you're when you're in the middle of making it, you don't even know if it's going to be good or bad. Yeah. And we're not going to cover franchises that were never good because that's boring. Yeah. Just be mm. crapping on the movies and there's plenty of podcasts that do that. Although I'm sure at some point we might argue over right like, if if it's an arguable point, definitely. Well, no, I mean, yeah. like we might argue over like what you might be say like, oh, this series was always bad, right. and then I'll just say, oh no, like the first one was okay, but then it then exactly, it, uh, yeah, exactly, yeah, we can definitely, yeah, right. So with that, uh, with our first episode, we are talking about Die Hard, um, 1988 and its sequels. Uh, basically, we came up with this idea because I wanted to do a Die Hard podcast, a minute-by-minute podcast, and you suggested that we do this other format because the sequels had such an interesting, good-bad kind of flow to them. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird to see because it's like some of the ones we'll talk about either gradually get worse which I think Die Hard kind of did. Right. And then some of them just fall off completely. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so uh, in, in the intervening time, I've discovered that there is already a Die Hard Minute by Minute podcast. Uh, oh, really? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you pick Die Hard, and then I realized later it's perfect for this because the movies, in my opinion at least, like gradually got worse. A lot of other series you can find, some of the later ones that are better than some of the middle ones. Mm-hmm. But this one just like... I think it just got worse and worse and worse, <laughs> like equally okay. through each one. So it's like, it's nice. It like has a nice like linear drop. Interesting. Than, yeah. So yeah, we'll get into that. Um, yeah. So we're going to talk about the currently five diehard movies. There's apparently a sixth one on the way. Uh, I read that a while ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the last I heard was a couple of years ago, which mm. they said that they wanted oh, okay. to bring back Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. That was sort of like, I heard somewhere that like that was the requirement. Like if we're going to make this, then we got to bring back Samuel L. Jackson. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll see if that happens. All right. I'll start with my history with it. So clearly when Die Hard 1 came out, which was 88, uh, I'm pretty sure I saw it in the movies. Loved it. Everybody loved it. It was, it was kind of, it changed action movies, right? There were so many copycats after that. So clearly it was a big hit. Love that movie. Second one came out. I don't think I saw it in this theater. What was that? 19. 19- was, was that your genre? Was like, was action your, 
your thing or is it just sort of because i i know that you're into a lot of like yeah sci-fi sure. like but like just pure action pure that, action was uh, i was definitely into that you were in, okay, i, I so watched was, you know your i didn't know there was like a, there was like a diamond in the rough where it was no like, no no yeah, I'm, like, I'm totally it's right in my wheelhouse okay uh second one was 1990 um i don't remember if i saw it in the theater i th- remember seeing it on video sometime later so and then that was the only time i've seen it until just this week uh, and then the third one, Die Hard with a Vengeance, um, 1995. I actually, I remember, oh, that was 95, huh? I thought it would have been earlier than that. It was either, it's, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird that it was 88, yeah. 90, and then they stopped for five years. Yeah. Which, when you think about it, it's a long time for, to like when they're doing sequels of things. Yeah. It's like, usually it's like a two, three year right. sort right, of. Right. And this one, like they kept getting longer and longer between the sequels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do remember that one because I was the entertainment editor at the uh, university newspaper Drexel. And I was uh, somebody, I don't know if it was me or someone else on the entertainment staff had done a review of, of this movie. And I chose as the headline, which was on the very back page of the paper, very prominent, yippee ki motherfucker. Yeah. And we got in a little trouble. <laughs> How could you, at a, at a college paper? I know. Like and really... that's the thing. It's the, and that paper was independent. It was independently funded. It had oh, no, really? no real Who, who gave you trouble then? Uh, you know, I think there's some, like, we just got some complaints from, from readers. And the, well, was it, was it supported by advertisers or something? It's, yeah. Okay. And then yeah. that's probably, that's probably whether. Yeah. That too. But the, the feedback that we got that the, I remember the editor in chief telling me is like, if we had just put quotes around it, we would have been okay. Oh, cause you're quoting them. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of fun. So I remember that movie being a big thing when it came out. And then I never saw the fourth one until this week. Heard it was bad. Didn't bother. Maybe I was just kind of done by then. And then when the fifth one came out, what was it, last year? I, I uh, think it was, well, it was uh, 2012. Oh, 20, 2013. 2013, yeah. I could have sworn Melissa and I saw that together. There's no way it was. Tw- I, no I, I saw it. I saw it when I was living in San Francisco. Okay, it's it's been a while. But I did see that, and I don't know. And I thought I saw it in a theater. Maybe I saw it with somebody else. Um, yeah. So I saw that, and that was highly disappointing. <laughs> and so the only ones that I've seen more than once are until this week, were the first and the third. Yeah. Because I actually like the third one, and you know, seen it a few times. Yeah. You know, I don't know that I own. I don't. I don't own any. I didn't own any of them until this week. Um, and so I just watch it on cable or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that's my history. How about you? Yeah. Um, I, I didn't see, I didn't see, see, I don't think I saw any of them in theaters actually, to be honest. Um, uh, the first one, obviously, yeah, I saw first, I saw it on television and then it was part of a marathon when back when it was just the three of them. Mm-hmm. And so this is probably like early two thousands, maybe even late nineties. Um, where I, I remember, this, I remember that actually I thought about this too and I remembered exactly. I saw the first one, I loved it, and then I had to go do something and I missed the second one and then I came back just to watch the third one. And I don't think I watched the second one for like years later. Okay. Like I've seen it before, <laughs> but I think it was something that like maybe like five years went by and I was like, I should really watch that second one because I kept watching the first one on TV. Yeah. It was just one of those things like those that common gag where it was like I'd always catch the first one and catch the third one. Uh-huh. And then I would always be like, oh, I missed the second one. <laughs> and so then I finally like dedicated and I went, I went to Blockbuster, rented it, sat down, watched it. And uh, yeah, the the later ones, I think, 
maybe I might have seen number four in theaters. I cannot remember. I, I think actually I think I did. I think I did see that one in theaters. And then five, I just I watched it in my office just sitting mm-hmm. there like yeah. well it was on in the background <laughs> while i was doing something yeah and so i didn't i didn't rewatch it I actually sit down and rewatch it until like just this week so. yeah yeah so i kind of had like a half memory of it where i was like yeah this seems familiar but i was like i'm not really paying attention to what's going on right <laughs> yeah which honestly you can't <laughs> yeah no. it's yeah it's we'll get into that yeah. but that's that's a whole different story but right. it's yeah Right. Structurally, there's some things wrong with that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's just go through movie by movie then. Uh, episode uh, episode one. The first yeah, one. <laughs> Get your mind off Star Wars. Um, 1988 director John McTiernan. Uh, budget 28 million. Gross 83 million. That's pretty good. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. For um, 88. Yeah. yeah. I. So in case people aren't aware, the movie is about <laughs> John McClane played by Bruce Willis. He gets invited to a Christmas party at his wife's company in uh, California. He's a New York cop. He flies out there. Uh, as soon as he gets there, terrorists take over and then he's, but he's the only one that's not caught. And so he kind of runs around the building and, you know, fights off the terrorists. Um, one thing I was just re learning or, or noticing this time around was how every, the, in the lead up to when the terrorists, start like every shot every line every scene is setting something up it, it, oh my god yeah no yeah. I, I need it yeah the the especially the uh the, the feet with the carpet yeah in the very oh uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. i see this the thing is i i don't think i paid attention to the very beginning of die hard until uh-huh. I, I was like okay i need to sit down i need to watch this intently mm-hmm. and then uh, like that's the first time i ever noticed the connection between the guy in the beginning telling him like mm. you know uh, like how there's a passenger sitting next to bruce willis who tells him you know how to get over like you know the flight and what's the make fists with your toes yeah exactly you want to know the secret to surviving air travel after you get where you're going take off your shoes and your socks then you walk around on the rug barefoot and make fists with your toes fists with your toes (laughs) i know i know it sounds crazy trust me i've been doing it for nine years Yes, sir. Better than a shower and a hot cup of coffee. <laughs> okay. And so that's the explanation of like why, because like in retrospect, I never really questioned like why is he running around in right. bare feet? Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. it's just something he did that, yeah. that you sort of just know the movie for is that like all the, the bloody feet and everything. Exactly. Yeah. So and yeah, that's right. So the guy telling him to take his shoes and socks off. The oh the his wife's name on the directory yeah. at the thing um the fact that the building is under construction that you know the takagi says oh we can't finish building the stuff so you know that there's going to be you know yeah, yeah. just all, every all these little things that set up something later on in the movie um and it's just perfectly oh and you know the, he's riding with the limo driver and they're having a conversation that sets up all of his background yeah, yeah. and stuff like that so it's a really it's really tight really well-paced um movie the other the other part about it is that there's only four like smart people in the entire sh- movie, yeah, right? Yeah. It's like McLean, Gruber, uh, the Sergeant Al Powell, and his wife Holly. Right? Yeah, everyone yeah. else in the movie's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, not even just an idiot; they're just assholes. It's right. Like, yeah. Right. Uh, from the the other cops to the, the, FBI, the, cops, the FBI, the yeah. the reporter, you know, everybody. Um, Which that's that's classic. 80s right there sure, it's, just, sure, it's, sure. it's always yeah yeah if it's it, always if the it, asshole pitted against the like the person who clued in its nose what's yeah, actually yeah. going on it's yeah or whether it was like a 
a teen movie, like all the adults yeah, are stupid, yeah. right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Well, one thing I noticed uh, that changed in the series, just in a, from a cinematic standpoint, is anamorphic. Right, the first three movies very obviously were anamorphic. You yeah. saw the the breathing of the lenses when they changed focus. You yeah, saw the yeah. streaks and all the stuff, and then four and five were not. Yeah, yeah. Especially there's uh, yeah. Well, there's there is a scene. Uh, I'm going to challenge you on this. There's a scene in five in the very beginning when he's in Russia and it's a really wide shot of Russia that just zooms in real fast oh, yeah. to the, the, the taxi cab that he's in. Right. So there, there is there, like, I was kind of surprised by that. I was like, this doesn't seem like something they would be doing in, in like 2012. Right. Uh, Let's get back to that when we talk about that movie, because the cinematography in that movie was very strange. It is, yeah. Compared to the rest of it. I think it had a lot of influence from 24. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, we can talk about that. Like, that movie, it's a lot of these smash zooms and yeah. whip pans and handheld, and it just feels like an episode of 24, yeah. you know? So. Well, that's, that's, I mean, that goes back to, like, because the, the actual, isn't the, the original Die Hard is based on a novel? Yes. Yeah. And then I think I want to say that, that the next two were based on not necessarily a sequels of the same novel, but it's but it's it's other books other, by I, the same author. I, I, th- I want to say it's a, I know that the last two were just completely different movies. Uh-huh. And then they were like, well, this isn't going to work. Let's just adapt this into a John McClane diehard. Movie. Right. 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 And so, yeah, you yeah. might have ended up with something that like that was the tone of that fifth yeah. movie. Yeah, that, yeah. Like they're like, let's just shoot it like 24. Yeah. Like, And they did that. Uh, to a certain degree, they, well, with the fourth and fifth one, like the fourth one was computer hackers and Kevin Smith and it's yeah, right. It's all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. It's like very of its time. And then the, the fifth one uh, as well. So anyway, back to the first one. Yeah. Um, okay, we got a lot to get through. We got a lot to get through. <laughs> yeah. Alan Rickman plays Hans Gruber, the head of the terrorists. And this is his first movie. Yeah. He was yeah. a stage actor before that. I think I think the story was also he had like given up on acting. Oh, really? And was like going to become a teacher or huh. something, and then like somehow booked this. Yeah, there's something about like he he just was like I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Which hey, so simultaneously, probably one of my favorite performances in a movie, especially as a villain. And also one of the worst accent jobs, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which oh. is funny because the scene where he, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I was going to say where he replays an American. Yeah. Where he, he was a Bill Clay. Bill Clay. Or Hi there. How you doing? Oh, please God. No, you're one of them, aren't you? You're one of them. No, no. Don't kill me, please. No, please. Don't kill me. Don't kill me, please. please whoa, please, whoa, whoa. Relax. Relax. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah. And so they had written that scene in later on because they thought, because they heard his American accent and thought it was so good, they should have a scene where he meets McLean ahead yeah. of time. I'm like, you guys, you're, you don't know anything about accents, do you? <laughs> it works. I mean, the, the accent doesn't work, but it's the... Yeah, yeah. The, Everything else works. But the... But yeah. the them putting that scene in does, is the catalyst for McLean discovering that, like, why why was he up there? Like, right. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh and, yeah. And he goes back up. Absolutely. Like that's, that's uh, makes me question. Like, but if if they had written that scene just for that, like, what was it before that? Yeah. They yeah. Go yeah, up yeah. and discover that the the whole rooftop was wired right. to explode. Right. We probably should explain what we're talking about. Yeah. A little bit better, just so that <laughs> the people who have never seen this are like, we're stopping halfway through our explanations. But um, yeah. So. um McLean uh, runs around the building picking off terrorists and then eventually 
Uh, so the terrorists plan to steal a bunch of money. They're, they're not really terrorists. Uh, there's a bunch of bearer bonds in the vault of the building. God, I, I love... That's what I love about this series is that it's not like... It's never just like cash. It's, oh, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah. It's, like, it's like it's bear bonds and it's gold, gold. and then it's like... Yeah. Uh, the second one's like well, what? The second one was just freeing just the... Kid, yeah, but the I guy. guess that one was for cash, but like he was yeah. going to pay them. But Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I... Honestly, I can't tell you what the fourth one was about. Um, <laughs> oh, I remember writing that note down halfway yeah. through the movie. I don't know what the motivation is right now. It's, it, well, well, let's get to that. We'll get there. Yeah. So the bad guys have a big plan to get through all the seven you know, locks on the vault. And, and eventually like, they get through and they're trying to get away. And they're going to blow. They're basically going to put all the uh, hostages on the top of the building and blow it up and make the FBI think that they were blown up with it so they wouldn't come looking for them. They wire the whole roof of the building with C4. And so part of the reason uh, they're running around is they're trying to get the detonators from McLean because he stole them off of one of the guys that he killed. So blah, 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 blah. A lot of stuff happens. Finally, McLean gets the drop on Hans. So that's what this is all about? Fucking robbery? Put down the gun. Why'd you have to nuke the whole building, Hans? Well, when you steal $600, you can just disappear. When you steal $600 million, they will find you unless they think you're already dead. Put down the gun. Nein, this is mine. You got me. Still the cowboy. Mr. McLean, Americans, all alike. Well, this time John Wayne does not walk off into the sunset with Grace Kelly. This Gary Cooper asshole. Enough jokes. You made a pretty good cowboy yourself, Hans. Oh, yes. What was it you said to me before? Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> shoots him and but he's holding on to mclean's wife's hand as as he's falling out the window he finally takes off her watch which makes gruber fall to his death and uh that's basically i mean other than some details did you hear the story of uh him falling in the face yeah yeah where it was that they were gonna do a countdown and they they let rickman know that okay we're gonna drop you on one and when they counted down they went five four three and then let go of them yeah and his that's like his actual surprise reaction to be let go early yeah but that's great i mean this this movie pacing wise for the story it's a solid plan yeah like when you look at like mm-hmm. when you deconstruct what the terrorist plan is yeah. you're like that's actually really well thought out like right. which has got to be the basis when we talk about the later movies on it's like it's never about the plan it's it's always about like right some ancillary like you know motive yeah. or something or revenge or this or that it's like this one is like no this is a well thought out solid plan yeah and it takes a lot of like f- 
investigation and the deduction to figure it out yeah. or, or counter them and things like that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a tight plan. It's one of those things though, where they're stealing like $600 million and I'm like, ah, it doesn't sound oh. like a lot of money right now. <laughs> it doesn't. And then it's also, it's like, well, they make that comment where it's like, that's, oh, like uh, Hans Gruber is like, oh, your company won't miss this. It's 10 operating days worth of Oh, money. yeah, yeah. I was like, really? Like, that seems like. I know. Oh, like, what company burns t- $600 million in 10 days? Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe. I don't, even, I don't even know if Apple burns $600 million in 10 oh, days. Oh, clearly they do. I don't well, that's Really? I, I would. I wouldn't bet it's far off. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, worldwide operations, right? Lots of, you know, how many thousands of people get employed? That's true. Right? Guess, it's, yeah. You know, assume several hundred dollars per person per day just to pay them. You know, you want to sit down and do the math? We, we could. <laughs> we could. We've got all day. Let's take a break. And yeah. um, <laughs> so this movie, I, I honestly, I cry every time I watch this movie. Yeah. Because the, the relationship with uh, Al Powell. Yeah, yeah. Right. At oh. the end of the movie, when he finally meets him, they've been talking on the radio the whole time. My my only complaint with, with the character development of yeah. Al is that, like, so the, the, they obviously have that whole setup where he, you know, he shot a kid right. and then he shoots the guy at the end right. and sort of, like, overcomes his fear of using his gun. Like, the point at which McLean learns about that and the audience learns about his, like, incident with the child and the, the, the ray gun or whatever, yeah. it was too close to the end for me. Oh, you want to set that up soon? I want to set that up. Sure. It, it might have been a little hard to shoehorn that in earlier. Yeah. It's like, how do you bring that conversation in? Yeah. But it, to me, it was like, I felt like I was like, well, that's, you know, I kind of just heard that. Like, it's a little too on the nose to, it's better if it was a little bit more of a callback to like, oh, that's sure. really early on. I remember it, like, I almost faintly remember hearing him say that. Right. So. Could be. Yeah. But, which I, I, I don't have any problem. All right. right. Like, just like, nitpicking at this yeah, point. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the, the movie's that good yeah. that it's like, yeah. I have to find stupid things to be like, well, that's kind of bothers me. But. Right, right. On that note, Sergeant Powell is a desk jockey. Right? Oh, yeah. Why yeah. is he in a patrol car? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He's out getting Twinkies going home. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. Patrol, in his patrol car. car. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a bunch of things that there's you can some, Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, other than a few things, like this movie holds up today. The only things that I would kind of get rid of, there's there's these little bits, and I only would notice this because I've watched it with, you know, girlfriends, yeah. once, you know, a few times. And you watch a movie, like a macho movie like this with a girl, and you start to pick up some of the bothersome aspects. Yeah. And there's this thing where he's uh, flirting, you know, oh, and then yeah, he's yeah. like looking at the girly posters on the wall and yeah, the counter's yeah. like it's like all those touches did not need to be there they don't add anything to the story yeah. they just make well, him that's 80s come on it is 80s yeah. but it's like they that's the that's why yeah. we're in the world with it <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. He's, yeah he's he's got to be the the macho yeah yeah, yeah. Man, but it, like that, that makes that a movie Which, like that less interesting for a woman to watch it you know it, it's funny you mentioned that because it's i it, to my recollection that's it's the only movie with breasts in it oh it could be yeah yeah I don't think they did that for any uh, like it's the the scene in the very beginning where they open like the terrorists come in and they open up all the office doors and there's a topless woman right. in there with some guy because it's a Christmas party and yeah that was the only time and then obviously the woman I think there she might have been topless in the magazine on the wall oh possibly it's a I quick, can't it's, it's, it's either it's either yeah yeah, it's a, yeah. but it's but yeah that that kind of it's fun. I, we should mention this that I watched this in reverse order. Right. So I watched this. I, I ended up thinking to myself, like, I know I love one, two, and three, 
and the four and five are going to be like a slog to get through. So I was like, to watch like essentially 10 hours of Die Hard, I was like, I got to do this in reverse. So I watched it backwards. So it's like when I got to the end of this one, I was like, it, it's kind of like going back in time. It's sure. kind of interesting. Yeah, so. that's interesting. I did it in release order mainly because I hadn't seen a couple of them or hadn't seen them in a while. And I wanted to have that feeling of where, where do I feel like this is going bad, you know? So, and I also wanted to do like, if there were any callbacks in future movies, I wanted to have that. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I think I just, I had seen one, two and three so many times that I was like, like I might as well just enjoy those later and just, I'll remember what happens for four and five. Yeah. Uh, do we have any more about what's your, we're going to give it your rating. What's your, sure. Uh, I, I, I got to give it a 10 out of 10. Like I, I can't we're take rolling, away anything. Tens here. Well, I originally 10. had a scale of five, but I kept doing half points. So oh, I was yeah, like, that's, I might that's, as well just do 10. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I would have to give it. Yeah. It's, it, that's the thing is that watching this movie and especially going through all the bad ones backwards, you get to this, this one and you're like, this, this is actually like a mm-hmm. cinematic masterpiece It is from like story yeah. pacing to acting to, like sometimes the dialogue's a little over top, but it's it's an action movie. Yeah. You can't get away from and that. And it's the eighties. It's, it's yeah, exactly. yeah. So things fly a little looser there. Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean it's it's mm-hmm. it holds up. And and I gotta say, this is one of my favorite uses of a Christmas movie that doesn't overuse the Christmas theme. Right. The only time it ever really gets mentioned is like uh, Argyle puts on some Christmas. The, the, the limo yeah, yeah, driver yeah. puts on some Christmas music. Yeah, but it's um, but it's, uh, it's a Christmas it's party. Rap. It's, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's like yeah, exactly. Christmas time in Hollis. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then uh, kind of at the end, maybe. Right. Yeah, yeah, and and they, I mean, they, they get some like uh, "Let It Snow" is played. Yeah, and yeah. thing. But then there's the um, at the big epic scenes. There's the Beethoven's "Ode to Joy." Oh right? yeah, yeah, and that which I guess is thought of as a Christmas. People play it around Christmas, maybe, but it's not. It wasn't probably. I don't which, know. If it was written kind of, for it, that's kind of been the theme song for the entire series. Yes, and, which I, I swear to God, it's like I, I forgot about that, and then. Again, I was watching one, and I was like, why do I know this song so well? It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. It's like in, in every trailer for Die Hard, it's like right. they play that song. Like, yeah, and apparently the director had to fight with the with the music uh, guy to, to, to use that. The guy, he's know. like, I don't want to sully Beethoven. Oh, that's, oh come on. <laughs> you know, but it, his argument was that he had already, it, this song had already been used in Clockwork Orange, so he might as well. It's already oh, written. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Clint Eastwood originally owned the rights to the book. Oh really? And was going to star in it in the early eighties. Oh yeah, him especially him starring in it. That's a different movie. Yeah, he he yeah. doesn't even back then. He didn't have he didn't have the the sort of I don't want to say action chops, but it's sort of like the stunt work to be able to pull something right. like that off. Right. He was always a more sedate action hero. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot of like stares and threats and, yeah. and little gunplay. Gun gun yeah. 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 But and then Bruce Willis is just diving yeah. through windows and stuff. Right. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, just to, to sum up what makes the first one so good, it's like he's in, accidentally gets thrown into a situation. Yeah. He's completely alone pretty much, right? He's yeah, yeah. practically naked, right? He has nothing. And he just has to use his wits to survive and, and overcome. You know, that's, he, he was a new kind mm-hmm. of action hero. A, it's like the whole siege in a building yeah, sort of, yeah. that was an, which I kind of, it's like people complain about like, oh, you know, sequels are just the same thing. It's like, yeah. I kind of wish they kind of kept that format. It's like, they yeah. kept it for two. Yeah. They, it, where it's all self-contained. It's like, right. I, I like three. It kind of went off the rails, but the rest are just like, it's all over the place. They're, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Then it's just run around, shoot, kill. Exactly. Drive. Yeah. Funny. We're gonna have. We're gonna disagree on two and three. So let's let's. Oh, I'm, I'm sure we will. Let's get on to yeah. this. Uh, all right. So ten out of ten for both of us, and uh, we'll talk about the second one next. So Die Hard Two, which I don't know. It was was it subtitled Die Harder or was that just the tagline? I want to say that it was. Yeah. 1990 directed by Rennie Harlan budget 70 million gross 117. So it was a success. Uh, I guess McTiernan was going to do it, but had scheduling conflicts. Yeah. It's because I saw that he did the third one and then I, yeah. and I looked up and- after watching this again and knowing I, I've seen several Rennie Harlan movies. It, it, that's a big part of why this movie sucks so bad. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, no, yeah, oh, yeah, he's a sloppy action director. Yeah. You know, some of it like long kiss. Good night. I thought was pretty fun, mm-hmm. but, cutthroat island and just like just about everything else he's done is not very good and he's i really think that this movie suffered from a lack of attention to detail summarize it uh john has since the first movie he's joined the la police force but for some reason he's now in dc picking up holly at the airport well, her parents live there and they're just visiting they're yeah. visiting for the christmas yeah. the kids are there she's flying in because she came later because of work or whatever yeah. Terrorists take over the airport because there's a South American generalissimo who got ousted from power and is being taken into custody to be extradited to the U.S. to be put in prison or put on trial. He's going to fly in and the terrorists are like loyal to him and they want to free him. That's basically the plot, right? So they take over the airport and force all of the circling airplanes not to be able to land. So they're running out of fuel. They turn off all the lights on the road. Turn off all the lights. They turn off all the communications and, and they force the airport to like give them a plane to get away with once the general lands and all this other stuff. And John is there and he has to not only fight all the terrorists, but all the local cops because nobody wants to listen to him. That's one thing about this, this whole series is the, the collateral damage. It's like, that's, Mm. So many people. Oh die. yeah, it's like so many innocent people right. die. And, and I, I actually, and especially really, in the later ones, the, yeah. like the car chase scenes. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, oh, it's like like dozens yeah. of people just died yeah. right there. There's Clearly. no way that that's cars are flipping over, rolling on right, top. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I noted that in the third one, especially. It's like this is why he was suspended. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing is, yeah, you think he's some sort of hero, yeah. and then when you do look at it through the lens of the police department, you're like, no, you killed probably like, <laughs> like dozens of people. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which I think is uh, it's, uh, especially the second one too. It's like when it will we'll, we'll jump back, but it's like at the end, like there's never any question of like, oh no, you just like like we need to bring you in for questioning. He just gets on a cart and drives away with his wife. <laughs> Same thing with the first one. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. He just yeah, gets in the like, limo, right? In a real world scenario like this, like the the district attorney would be like, okay, how many of these deaths were justified? It's like, no, he just, they let him get in a limo and drive away. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, by the end of the movie, it's proven that he was right all along oh, exactly. and everyone yeah. else is an idiot and blah, yeah. blah, blah. He's, he's movie. Right. It's like, the exactly. Most, yeah. Exactly. So, uh, I don't know. I didn't write down a whole lot of details about this one. Um, and I have to say, I, I kind of probably ruined it for myself because I read the details oh, and the right. trivia and the, the goofs ahead of time. And this movie is full of stuff. How many, have you seen this one before? The just once, but it was a long okay, time. Okay, so yeah. you had forgotten. Did, I, you, did you remember the whole reveal with the no with the other soldiers? With the other soldiers? No, yeah. I didn't remember that. So one. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, and, yeah. Right. So, so at some point, what were they? Marines or army show up to help? I think it's army. Yeah. And uh, it turns out that the guy leading the the these guys worked with the bad general. 
so he's like, I know. He had trained I tra- him. He had yeah, trained exactly, him, right? Yeah. And so at the end, but it turns out that they switcheroo and, and they're actually still loyal to that other guy. So There's they, like a big shootout scene yeah. and McLean discovers that they were using blanks because right. of the, the tape on the the uh, clips. Did you, did you never notice that? What uh, what the, gives it away? The, so on the clips for yeah. the, the assault rifles, the, the red tape around it means it was live rounds. Uh, and that's how he notices. He picks up. And like he notices blue tape it's or blue something. tape, yeah. and then he pulls one of the bullets out. Which, if you go back and watch, then it's like they're, they're, when they're firing in the uh-huh. beginning, it's got red. Yeah, so it's like yeah. interesting. Yeah. I, you know, that's funny. Now that you mention it, I never noticed the tape. I noticed there were two color colors of tape. Yeah. I didn't realize that that was what because there, there's the scene in the in the church or whatever, and they're switching out the right. But and that's even before the audience even knows what's happening. Mm-hmm. Is that like the general, which William Sadler is. Amazing. I love William Sadler. Oh, man. He can do no wrong. Right. He, uh, he's he's the man who saved uh, Bill and Ted yes. bogus. Oh, yeah. Journey Best part of that movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Seeing him naked in the beginning yeah. of this movie was a little rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And not even that. It's like there's like, God, you see more than you ever really should see. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like they did nothing good to, like, even though it's a behind shot, right? It's, like, it's low enough that yeah. there's there's some peeking going on there that you're like, <laughs> that you're, <laughs> yeah. and nowadays they'd be like, let's let's kind of edit around that, or let's right. crop it out, or even paint it out, or something. Yeah, but no, funny. yeah, which I, I love that that's a setup for the end. When he's fighting John McClane, oh, he, he pulls out uh, his martial arts. Right, right, right. Like, like you'd question and be like, "Oh, he knows martial arts." Oh, yeah, because at the beginning, he's yeah. he's in his hotel room doing kicks, and <laughs> that's just it's yeah. one of those like stupid things they put in just to like justify why this random general knows martial arts at the end of the movie. Yeah. So, I found I just watching this movie, just going, that's so unbelievable. That wouldn't happen. Yeah, that's yeah. dumb. They've got Pacific bell pay phones in a Dulles airport. Oh, yeah, and it's yeah. like clear. There's like a close up on the phone with the pack bell logo on it, you know, and there's just so many goofs like this. Like, and I, some things I, I maybe wouldn't have figured out unless I read the, about yeah. it ahead of time. But like when he lights the fuel, uh, on fire to, and then it catches it's, up yeah. with the plane makes it explode. Plane was moving way too fast. The fuel never would have caught up to it. B, the planes. That's a, lot, that's a lot of fuel coming out of it. That's, that's, we're not talking about like a. I, I know, but like it's in snow. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to get dispersed. And that's anyway. True. Yeah, that's true. I guess. I, um, yeah. And jets have. I remember hearing this, I think probably when this movie came out. Jets have protection over the fuel thing so fire couldn't get in there oh, anyway yeah, probably, yeah. Um, one way valve or something. the plane circling overhead there's a, a dozen airports in a nearby they could have landed anywhere yeah. right it doesn't they don't have to remain oh there. i know yeah you know, they're just, just like they're circling around up yeah which uh, talking about that it reminds me of something i had a problem with which was so uh william atherton the the reporter from the first movie shows up in the second movie yeah. and he's he's coincidentally on the same plane as, as holly no, you did not explain anything. All you did was shove me back here into this cattle car. Sir, you were told when you boarded that we were overbooked. Fine, done. I accept that. But why in hell can't I get the first class meal my network paid for? Do you know who I am? Yes, we've all seen your program. Your episode, Flying Junkyards, was a very objective look at air traffic safety. It wasn't nearly as edifying as bimbos of the sky, was it, Connie? You think you're funny? You think you're funny? Fine. I've got your number. And I've got yours. So park it, sir. Fine. 
stewardess. Mr. Thornburg, you cannot monopolize my time. You cannot put me near that woman. Excuse me? He means he's filed a restraining order against me. I'm not allowed within 50 feet of him. 50 yards? So by keeping me in this section, you are violating a court order. I can sue you and this airline. That woman assaulted me, and she humiliated me in public. What did you do? Knocked out two of his teeth. Would you like some champagne? They didn't notice that. Like, there's this whole big meltdown of him see like, uh, what's the journalist's name? I can't remember. Uh, Thornburg. Thornburg. He sees Holly and he freaks out and, it, yeah. and he's, oh, I have a restraining order against her. Oh, for the first like four and a half hours of the flight, you didn't notice. Well, he she, was. Well, yeah, that was the thing because was he in the back or he was supposed to be in first class? Here's, that's why none of this makes sense, right? He was supposed he had. Bought a first class ticket, but they had overbooked it, and so they were putting him in. Was that in, in the movie? Coach. Oh yeah, she's having the. How the hell did I miss He's that? having the argument with the with the stewardess, right? So I don't know why. I don't know whether the first scene where he's having this argument and then sees Holly happens at the beginning of the flight, because if it didn't, what? Where was he sitting for the first three and a half hours of the flight? Yeah, yeah. right. So so that doesn't make any sense. Um, but it's it's clear yeah, that yeah. he he's being pushed back to coach, and then he sees Holly for the first time. Then they just let him sit up there. It's like, and then his 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 uh, like camera guy or whatever comes up and hangs out there for a while. Right, it's right, like, right. right. <laughs> it's like, so there's this is obviously the eighties. You can get away with yeah. like flight. Oh, flight. shenanigans. Yeah, yeah flight right. shenanigans that you can't oh. get away with now. Even in the eighties, there's no way that old lady would have brought a taser on. Oh on God, board. no! Are you kidding? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was. I was watching it, and that's one of the first scenes. She's like, "Oh, I always carry this with me." I'm like, oh, hey, "There's no way." Oh, and yeah. B, she even admits to like shocking her dog with it. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was given. Uh, I guess I wasn't giving him enough credit because I didn't think that that would be a setup for something later, which it is. Oh like, yeah, that's, you know, yeah. I thought, oh, that's just a dumb thing from the '80s or '90s. I guess it is now, yeah. but. Anyway, it is a setup because Holly tases Thornburg with it later on at the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, and speaking of which, so what happens is they're flying low enough that the plane can get terrestrial radio and TV signals. So they turn on the TV for oh, people, yeah, which is yeah. how they learn about the situation at the airport. It's funny seeing the Simpsons. On, that's what they were watching. On oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so yeah, yeah. at the time, it's like the movie's what, from 1990. Yeah. So it only been on the air for a couple oh, of years. That's true. And you're watching it from the audience is the first time you don't understand the cultural relevance of seeing like the Simpsons on TV. You're just like, oh, it's just a show that's kind of on TV and it's a couple of years old. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. They wouldn't, right. They wouldn't have had the, the cultural impact. Like the, that the, it, the going on 30 years. Yeah. Of, yeah. So uh, Thornburg also figures out that they're broadcasting the, the airport is broadcasting on a weird channel like the, the, it's like the boundary marker normal, channel, or right? It's normally yeah. just like beeps and stuff, and yeah. they're they're broadcasting to the airplanes on that channel to give them information. He he or his uh, camera guy finds that channel. He starts taking down all notes, and then he uses the the much talked about airplane phone, you know, yeah. to call down to his to the news 
station to get on the air. And I know they, they they had to like hammer. Yeah, they they first off had to set that up with Holly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Holly, like Holly calling phone. John from the phone and right. having this. Oh yeah, it's possible to have phone calls from the air, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> which is like an afterthought now. But it's like back yeah. then you'd be like, yeah. oh, I guess, oh, I guess you can call. That's from pretty the cool. Yeah. I mean, we do audio stuff all the time, and even today, it's it takes work to do quality audio, yeah. right? Even here when we're podcasting, we've got everything's wired up together, and I'm still you know, figuring out how to tweak things to make things better. He was calling from a wireless telephone from an airplane in the toilet. Yeah. Broadcast down to a TV station. I don't know if it was, this is LA station or what the DC station. They didn't, I don't think they said, I don't know. And he sounded perfect. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at least the truth is not among the hostages because I, Richard Thornburg just happened to be here to put his life and talent on the line for humanity and country and if this should be my final broadcast amen to that dick dick we're live dick not to mention i think like if you like he's he's asking his sound guy or his like camera guy he's like are you recording this and he like, just pulls out a little tape because tape cassette recorder and i don't think it was even attached to anything and i was just like what is this like yeah of course McLean has the line, how can the same shit happen to the same guy yeah, twice? I know. Like, you know, I tried, I sat down to watch the hangover too. Yeah. And the opening line was Brad Cooper saying it happened again. And I turned it yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's uh, yeah. I mean, but it's, you, you, uh, and you like three, didn't you? So yeah. Yeah. So it's, I'm not saying the same thing can't happen. I'm yeah. just saying that line kind of hangs, hangs the lantern on for you? No, no, no. no. I was, I was just, I noted <laughs> I that know. line, but like there was so much else wrong with this movie that I couldn't get into it, you know? And they had Al Powell in there to help him out. He's, yeah, he's on the yeah. phone. That felt, that felt kind of wedged in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, everything just felt sloppy and you know, it just felt like a, a, a pale in pale, you know, impression of the first one. And, uh, he also, uh, the the woman working the counter at the airport, McLean hits on her. He's just like, yeah. Well, no, she hits no, on him. You're right. Oh, yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was actually good because she she says, "Hey, you know, what are you doing later?" And yeah, he kind he of flashes, flashes his ring. ring and yeah. So good for him that one for that one. So, so they've atoned for their <laughs> yeah their previous transgressions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then the, and then the uh, reporter hits on him too. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. If you give me the story, I'll have your baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm not looking for that kind of ride. Yeah. Um, and then when he's in the airplane that the general came in on and they have the shootout, right? And he's kind of barricaded himself in the cockpit yeah. and they throw a bunch of hand grenades in the window. Oh my God, the longest hand grenades ever. Right. It's, it's, like, like, it's like 30 <laughs> seconds for yeah. those hand grenades to go off. And and then he you know, does the ejector seat thing, which fine, but it looked so bad. It was such a crappy yeah, it was. Screen. It was so, I honestly, I, at that point, I honestly did stop the movie and go Google <laughs> if there is ejector seats. Oh, and, uh-huh. Because for some reason, when I thought before I started watching the movie, that's a very pivotal scene. Yeah, and and so I thought back to it, and in my mind, it was a helicopter. I don't know why. Interesting. I, I think I think it had something to do with Goldeneye. Is there's right. the, the ejection seat in that right. helicopter, and so I kind of blurred those. Okay. So then I when I was watching it, and I was like, "Well, this is just like a regular like jet, like a jumbo jet yeah. or something." It's like, is it really? And it apparently is. It's yeah. Like, but it's just. It was just an odd choice. It was, it was more, it's, it was like a cargo, military cargo yeah, yeah. plane or something. And that's the thing. A lot of the goofs that, that are listed are like, oh, well, this type of plane is an F-135 yeah, and they're, 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 okay, I don't care about any of that. But yeah, that was, that was another drunk, jump the shark moment was the, the ejector seat. Yeah. 
So, and then this movie, like the first one, you know, it's all within the the building yeah. and you feel it's yeah, like yeah. a bottle. You're trapped inside this thing. And the second one, okay, you're in the airport, but then he's like, oh, he's out on the runway and then he's over at the church and then they're going different. I was like, okay, I can see why they go out and do these places, but it feels wrong. You know, did they really need the, the airport maintenance guy? <sighs> yeah, that guy. It's uh, that was just like the same shtick over and over again, where he was just sort of like, oh, I'm homeless and I live in here. I'll charge you for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where I was just sort of like, this doesn't really need to be. It's yeah. like, he, he mm-hmm. like, you can navigate around an underground. You don't need to be like, oh, get me the blueprints so that I know which corridors to go down. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an airport. It's big, but it's not that big. It's you know, you're not trying to navigate. Yeah. Oh, and that, the other goof, one of the other big ones. So Dulles Airport does have like V-shaped runways, but they own all of the land in between them. There's not like public, not like people. Uh, that, there's no way that they. I don't would, think I really paid attention to that. Or there's no way like, they would know. run critical wiring and stuff under yeah. somebody's house. Oh, you know? I know. yeah, but they're just in their backyard, <laughs> yeah. and, like digging a hole and they right. pierce it. Jeez. Shut down the entire airport. Right. So, and it takes them so long yeah. to figure that out too. Right. That's right, right. yeah. They're like, I don't know where this is all coming from. We yeah. Get, we're getting stray signals. And, yeah. <laughs> what What would you say? What's your uh, rating on that? I get a bit of a five out of ten. Like it's a deep drop off for me. Like I, I'll never watch this movie again. I'll watch Die Hard one and three, yeah. whenever. But this one, I'll, I'll never watch. I'll go a little higher than that. I'll give it a, I'll give it a six. I'm gonna go a okay. step higher. It's yeah. So now I'm interested to talk about the third one because you claim that they have they follow a linear drop down or some to some degree. Uh, it, okay, well, that they keep getting worse. You're gonna hold me to that. <laughs> you can change your mind at any no, time. No, no, it's, I, I just meant like oh, you're right. Yeah, I said that. Um, I think that okay. So when we talk about the series, in my mind. There's two things that have sort of led this entire series astray. One is the deviation from the self-contained mm. and allowing them sure. to to travel around a city. Yeah, and it's almost like they they ex- it, the one thing that you do notice is it, it sort of expands where it's like the first one's self-contained in a in a single office space. Then the second one is like a whole airport right. where there's and, a, little and a little bit of travel. The third one's like just the city yeah. of New York. Right. The fourth one is the entire eastern seaboard of, right. of the like the U.S. <laughs> yeah. And then they travel internationally. It's, it's almost like then it's need, like all of Europe. <laughs> yeah. Then if they, they need to do like the next one needs to apparently be like space or something like, <laughs> as they're moving further and further out yeah. from like the, yeah, the yeah. bounds of the show. Right. But um. That for me, that's why I kind of give two, like, I wouldn't say it's better than three, mm-hmm. but I give a little more leniency okay. and credit just because it, it, it does stick to the formula yeah. a little better. And I think that they would have had success sticking kind of the formula. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Because as you're making sequels to successful movies, you got to figure out what to st- what but the, but, you, that, to, but right? you're, the, no matter what you're always going to piss off half the people right you're it's always going to be a question of like do we keep doing what we're doing because people like it yeah. or do we try new things and it's like there's always gonna be people that'll be like well this is not what i'm used to and this is not what i like and the other people that are like well this is just the same the thing same over thing, and over right. again it's like i mean i mean under siege could which, have been a die to be honest movie, right? how many movies come out it <laughs> 
if you're going to a diehard movie and you're upset because it's the same thing over and over again, that's your own problem. That's, well, yeah, but but that's that's the trick about doing sequels, right? Well, yeah, then that's but then you just you make like, what, it you, you make want, the movie about something, someone, want, and something else. Sure, it's, sure. Do you want every diehard sequel to be in a building? You know, that's too much adherence to the first. But that's one, that's right? also it's. But it's, I do it's, like the. I, I agree though. I do like the fact that you feel bottled up. You feel yeah, closed, yeah. Or trapped, right? Yeah, exactly. Do something yeah. like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, the second one has more of that than the third one and the rest of them. The third one, it does expand, it does get away from that, mm-hmm. but it, it does better things in other areas. Yeah. You know. The other thing I think that, and we'll dive in this a little bit now that we're getting into three, yeah. is that, and we'll talk about it a lot more when we get to four. <laughs> um, the, where it falls off from me is that when the, the villain stops having fun. Huh. Because Hans Gruber, he makes a few jokes and he sort of is like, you know, the whole thing where he's like rattling off the list of like terrorists he wants released. And he's like, I read it. You know, I read those people in a Time Magazine article. It's sort of like he's sort of enjoying the moment. Right. Because he's he's feeling he feels untouchable. Exactly. He's got everything thought out. And, and you know, he calls him a cowboy and he's sort of like. He, you know, even at the end, what did you say? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, and then even in two, there's a little bit of jovialness when mm-hmm. like the, the general reunites with the, his like, oh, the, the other army guys yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. hugging and they're like, oh, it's been great working together yeah. and like, we're doing this. And, and then especially in three, when it's Simon and he's like, he gets enjoyment out of taunting him. Right. It's like, how many times is he told like, just kill him and get it over with. And he's just like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> we're going to drag this out. Yeah. After that point, it's just, it's nothing but serious villains. Yeah. Especially right. in four. four. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and I love Timothy. Like four, we'll get oh, to oh, it. Yeah, no, the yeah. cast in four is amazing. Oh yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you're right. The, the, and, and three is the last one. Three is the mm-hmm. last one where you get the sense that like, that there's a game going on. Mm-hmm. It's like there's not so much of a game in two, right? There's a little more trickery than there is in some of the other ones with the whole mixing of the you know the rifles and everything. But uh, yeah, three after three, that's just like, like yeah. Eh, no, 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 I take back right. what I said earlier. It, it falls <laughs> off a cliff. <laughs> it kind of does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, so why don't you explain? That okay, so it. Die Hard with a Vengeance, uh, 1995. John McTiernan comes back to direct, which I think is another is a is a big reason why it was uh, as good as it is. Budget ninety million, grossed a hundred million, so Whoa. not as successful yeah. as the second one. That's not yeah. This one starts off. McLean is back working in New York, although he's on suspension. A bomb goes off in the financial district. Then the police get contacted by uh, a man going by Simon, who played by uh, Jeremy Irons with a suspiciously German accent. I say suspicious. I, 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 wouldn't, it's I like, say suspicious, meaning it, it hints at who he is. Yeah, it hints at who he is, but I wouldn't call it that German of an accent. That's the other problem. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not it's that good not of an accent. <laughs> like then, even even for like uh, Alan Rickman, who's English, it's yeah, like well, they're both English. Yeah, they, I know yeah. they are. But I'm just saying, like, I'm saying like Rickman, who's English, pulled yeah. off a better. It's oh, like, I see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really? No, I mean they're close. They're close, they're close. but it's uh, Jeremy Irons. Is, yeah, he's, yeah, his his is not. They, what they do is like because they both have very distinctive voices. Yeah, in their native accents and whatever, and they both bring that to the German accent and then later to the American accent, which they're. Well, that's a question. You know, that's a question. Did Rickman? Because you obviously you hear his voice now, or it's like yeah. 
Mr. Potter. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Did did he evolve into that, or was that because obviously the first thing he did was Die Hard? Yeah. So is was was he masking that voice, or was it did it evolve into that later? Uh, So he did a movie called. I can't really think of anything that he was in. He did a movie called The January Man in probably not too far after Die Hard uh, with Kevin Kline. And I think it was his natural accent, although I haven't seen it in a while. He may have been doing a bad American accent. But I believe, like, the Alan Rickman voice was there. Okay. Although maybe not as syrupy as yeah, Harry well, Potter. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's like anything. Like, like yeah. Pacino yeah, becomes yeah, yeah. more and more right. Pacino as time yeah. goes on. <laughs> so uh, Simon turns out to be Hans Gruber's brother. And he uh, tells the police that he wants John McClane to do various things or he'll set off another bomb. First thing they have him do is go to Harlem in his underwear and a big sandwich board that says, I hate uh, the N word, uh, which is where Samuel Jackson comes in. Cause he's a shopkeeper in Harlem. He tries to save John McClane from the local thugs. And then they get picked up by the police and get, and now that Samuel Jackson has helped McLean, Simon brings him in and makes him run around with McLean doing all these different things. So, so now we've started that, trend in the movies where he has a partner essentially like that's right. with him right that's, you know before it was always either al or or, or nobody in the same yeah movie. nobody yeah. The, i mean i guess un like unreluctant like reluctantly it was the the police captain or whatever yeah, yeah, but they didn't was, like each other right. but it's like they were and they were actively fighting against each other yeah. for most of the movie yeah 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 until the the blank reveal scene so they have uh simon has mclean and and uh what does his name is Zeus? Yeah, uh, run around the city disarming bombs. Which I love that joke in the beginning when uh, when uh, oh yeah he, yeah he, he thinks his name is Jesus. Yeah, Damn right, you owe me. You got any idea what those guys are doing to my shop right Chill now? Chill out, Jesus. Chill out. What the fuck are you trying to relate to me? Talk like a white man. Okay, Zeus. I'm sorry you got involved. Why you keep calling right? me Jesus? I look Puerto Rican to you. Guy back there called you Jesus. He didn't say Jesus. He said Hey Zeus. My name is Zeus. Zeus? Yeah, Zeus, as in father of Apollo, Mount Olympus. Don't fuck with me or I'll shove a lightning bolt up your ass. Zeus, you got a problem with that? No. Shit, I don't have a problem with that. The, the, that's, the, that's the best thing about this is the, the dynamic between them. Yeah. It's like, it's different than the, the like, Al one. Right. Like and they they fall for each other fast. No, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. And but this one is like yeah, they hit it off right away. And you can't you can't you can't have it any other way with with Samuel Jackson where he's not just yelling at somebody and it's so entertaining to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, as the their Simon is leading them on a goose chase around the city, it it becomes known that he's actually there to steal all the gold from the Federal Reserve, which is why he. Uh, he says he plants a planted a bomb in one of the schools, and so all the police run everywhere around the city away from the Federal Reserve to try and find the bomb. Um, so he brings in, and this is another uh, movie where each of the scenes in the beginning set up something. Yeah, and there's a there's a little I never caught it before now, but there's a one of the cops is saying, "Oh, there was 14 dump trucks stolen from somewhere today." And it's just a throwaway line until oh, they yeah. come back. You know, I, I completely yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's just really good at that kind of stuff, you know. Eventually, you think if, if, that should be a big hint to the police right there. 14 dump trucks get stolen. Yeah. Something's going on. Yeah. It's like, but at the same time, they're trying to deal with a bomb that just went off. But, uh, but how early Grand in the movie? Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. You know, yeah, yeah, Grand yeah, Theft yeah. Auto, even though it should set off red flags, they're just not focusing on that right now. Yeah. You know, 
That's that's one thing I do love. I think this this movie has some of the best dialogue. Yeah, especially yeah. in the scene in, the, in in all the stuff in the police station mm-hmm. between all the police officers oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like the yeah, and especially when they great. bring Samuel in, it's yeah. like yeah, and, and he uh, he has words with Simon and they yeah. hang up and they're they're yelling at Sam like, yeah. like you know shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that, that I think the dialogue that for somehow it, like who's the is the writer been the same or oh that's a good question. Also makes me wonder how much of Samuel L. Jackson's stuff is scripted. Oh, that is a good question. I did read that after the first movie where Bruce Willis was only allowed to add a few things, yeah. but they loved it so much that they let him go hog wild on the next movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about uh, Samuel Jackson. So, no, different writer. Uh, Jonathan Hensley wrote what the done? third one. Jumanji, The Saint, Armageddon. Mm-hmm. Some young Indiana Jones stuff, Punisher. Wait, 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 two thousand four Punisher. Punisher. Yeah. <laughs> There's a difference in. Yep, yep. So Simon is trying to steal all the gold um, using the dump trucks, and then go out through the aqueduct. And the scene. There's a scene. They're chasing him down. Um, McLean gets finds another dump truck and chases down the, the other guys. And there's a scene in there where the bad guys have gotten out and they know that McLean is chasing them. So they flood, they, they, they open a valve or whatever and flood the whole aqueduct. And he climbs on top of his dump truck and like surfs it. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, Ooh, that's, that's the ejector seat scene in this oh, movie. Oh yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 calling back to what you said earlier, it's kind of interesting that like anybody who poses, opposes McLean is an idiot. And anybody yeah. who's with him is is somehow brilliant. Like you look at Samuel Jackson is like he's an electrician. Right. He's got like all this knowledge and stuff. And then the the guy, this is what I was laughing at, was the guy giving the guy driving the dump truck with McLean in the tunnels underground uh-huh. is like giving a tour. <laughs> yeah. And, and then he's he the one who, he's the one the who knows who whatever it was, right. the twenty first president. Arthur yeah, was the twenty first president, yeah. Um right. He has more intelligent allies like his the other cops on the force the chief they're not they're not dumb yeah and they're exactly, not fighting yeah. him they're trying to help they just are prevented from helping him yeah, yeah i also don't really understand why he had to be like in the beginning they give him his badge back and he's like they, they make all these allegations of like oh he's like an alcoholic i'm two steps away two steps and no it's no, like, it's like you, no I'm, on, I'm one step <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and it's like did you really like did, did that need to be necessary did they give him his badge back like he couldn't just be a cop on the force it's like or like a detective or what do you mean i don't know it's like they uh like was it integral to the plot that he i guess it's like guess they're just trying running. to show he's like reckless and and like wild. What part did you think was not necessary? The fact that he was suspended? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Where that whole scene where he's like, mm, gets the, he opens the drawer and gets the badge out. And he's like, does this mean you're, am I cop, a cop again? Like, oh, I actually don't remember that scene. Oh, so really? Maybe it just didn't have It's, it's literally right after they get off the phone with Simon. Right. And uh, he needs to go back out. Like, because you almost, you almost don't even know. Because in the beginning, they're like, you know, Simon asks for John McClane, and then they're like, someone find John McClane, and then and then it literally just jumps to him in the truck with right. the sandwich board, and and then he says he's a cop to, to Zeus, and, and then all of a sudden, there's like, well, it's like, oh, here's your badge back. It's like, eh, yeah, it yeah. wasn't really necessary. Yeah, it's it's like, probably not I kind of already scene. I kind of already thought he was a cop. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
You don't need to backtrack and tell me that. Like, <laughs> I, I I've seen the first two movies. I know how reckless he is. Right, like, right. You don't need to build this up. This yeah. is this is not like Lethal Weapon, where it's you know. And speaking of Lethal Weapon, I was watching this going. In another world, these two actors could have been Lethal Weapon. Yeah, yeah. I th- was one of the movies supposed to be a Lethal Weapon movie. Oh, I, huh. I think three maybe could be. They do stuff like that because yeah. like True Lies was supposed to be a Bond movie. Yeah, yeah. So. Hmm. I don't know. We'll have to look at that. Yeah. I don't want to be saying things. That <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. Get rid of that if I, right, right. <laughs> it doesn't end up being right. Um, so, yeah. So they run around and they finally figure out what's going on and confront uh, Simon. He's got all this gold on a ship or they think he has all the gold on a ship. And he's planning to sink it and you know, blow it up and sink it into the harbor again. Like the first movie, they won't come after him if they think it's, if it, you know, he doesn't have it. Right. Yeah. But they get caught. Uh, Sam Jackson, Bruce Willis get caught, put put on the bomb, and they manage to get themselves off. It, it's interesting that that yeah. I mean, you it, you mentioned how it's similar to the first plot. Yeah. In that, like, oh, if if we just fake our death, like, the, or like fake an explosion, right. People will think it's gone away, and then you remember that Simon and Hans are brothers, right? And then you're like, oh, I guess they think alike. Yeah. So that's that's an interesting thing because this movie, like a lot of franchises that had three, at least three movies, you do a successful one, you try and break away from the mold a little bit. Maybe it's not as successful or not critically as successful, and then you go back to the like Star Wars, Death Star in the first and third, Indiana Jones, Nazis in the first and third. You know, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of ones like that. Oh yeah, yeah, I guess and right, this yeah. is like, oh, let's go back to having a Gruber. Stealing money, yeah, exactly. right? <laughs> we yeah, we've been a lot. We've been away from Gruber long enough. Yeah, like, yeah, let's yeah. let's come back to one of them. Yeah, like, and I think uh, over the course of this podcast, we may yeah, it's something to look at. Oh yeah, that's uh, yeah. oh. I really hope that they now have uh, the six movie is is going to be uh, some sort of you know Gruber son or something, <laughs> right? Where it's, it's uh, about time for that. I, I, I think I heard that the plot revolves around like the Nakatomi building in Japan. Oh. And so, yeah, like Holly's working there in Japan or Uh something and he goes, it's, it's almost like, that's what they're doing now is they're trying to like, it's not necessarily a reboot, but it's just literally the same story over again. Right. It's like, yeah. Force Awakens. Yeah. I I don't want to say it. I know your affinity for Star Wars. I I, I can also be quite honest and critical of (laughs) of things I love. Um, And, uh, you know, yeah, don't, don't don't fix something that isn't broken. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And then, so the end of the movie is sort of weird because it has these multiple endings, right? The, oh yeah. The, 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 did you watch the deleted scene? No. Oh, you didn't watch the deleted scene? No. It's What's so that? weird. Yeah. Yeah. The, the alternate ending. Oh, he like, he, he, it's not, it's not at the Canadian, ho- like, ho- like uh-huh. North of the border. Yeah. He tracks him down to some bar and he ends up playing some sort of like riddle game with him where Bruce Willis is asking him riddles huh. and he's solving the riddles. And then all the, all the while there's a uh, Chinese like missile launcher in the middle of the table what? with, with the labels removed to which direction is the, oh, to like, God. and so, yeah. And then at some point, I can't. I, I kind of watched this like the other night, a couple nights ago. Like, is it on YouTube or something? It is, yeah. yeah. And and like somehow the like McLean launches the missile 
and and or like the rocket launcher and like hits him in the stomach and knocks him back or something and just sort of walks away it's it's so weird and surreal that you're like nah, this yeah. is this, that's very good that they didn't go with this that's funny because i mean it's really drawn out too yeah. it's like honestly like like a seven minute oh, scene geez. or something yeah because the field the one that they put in there where they they the helicopter at the north of the border motel it feels tacked on it's like after the the bomb thing at the end of the ship you feel like that's the end of the movie yeah. And then it's like, oh, but he got away. We got to go chase him down. Right. The funny thing, though, is that the alternate ending has the same sort of catalyst for the like tracking him down. Like in the the actual ending, uh, McLean's calling his wife at the, the payphone yeah. and he's got the, the Gruber had given him some aspirin. Right. And he notices the, the French label at the bottom. And that kind of makes him be like, oh, that's where he is. Right. In this one, he shows him the bottle and there's no French label at the bottom, but he mentions that it, he tracked down the pharmacy that made it to a small German like mm. company mm-hmm. that shipped it to like a, a single pharmacy and like, and he was able to like find the pharmacy near his house in Germany or oh, whatever. Geez. Yeah. So, it was, <laughs> so it's funny that they use like the same like yeah. thing, like the motivation for. Yeah. Because it feels like uh, we're talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? That movie had like six endings, oh, yeah. you know, and Jurassic World or not Jurassic World, uh, Lost World, Jurassic Park 2. Like, I, I don't like it when there's an emotional climax and then there's more to go. You know, it's like, oh, you mean you mean like uh, the last Lord of the Rings or like the third? Oh, one. yeah. The Lord yeah. Of the Rings, right. That's <laughs> the, the whole, my, the that's ending, the whole the, third the of the movie. The <laughs> and goes like like six times. Exactly. Oh, my God. No, it's like I had a friend. I, we were, we were, I watched that movie in theaters and yeah. I had a friend who really had to go to the bathroom. And it was <laughs> I, I stopped paying attention to the movie. And yeah. I was just laughing at every time he thought the movie was going to be over <laughs> nice. and was getting up out of his seat yeah. just to sit back down. Oh, he was, yeah, it that's was funny. torment. That's funny. Yeah, that's, and that's one of those things where I feel like if you're in the mood for it, it sort of works because yeah. you get excited. You're like, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's going to keep mean, going. You're tying up 12 hours worth of movies. And there's a lot of stuff in that book that, you know, they, and in fact, they, they tore out a lot of it. They didn't yeah. do a lot, but um, yeah, that's a, that's a long ending. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, this one kind of reminded me of, of that kind of stuff. But uh, that's about it for this one. Anything else? One thing we can talk about is, mm-hmm. I think one of the things that sh- that is the downfall of this series after the three, obviously the, the first three are are what we consider to be like decent to good to okay to excellent movies. Yeah. And then the last two are just hot garbage. <laughs> yeah. um, is that they tried to like in the third one, they, they brought in Samuel Jackson. It worked. It was amazing. Yeah. Then they tried to replicate that with, uh what's his name justin long justin long yeah. and it's okay it's then where, where the fifth one completely falls off for me is so you consider you consider that mclean and not by any sort of intellect we're just going to call him the the sherlock holmes of the series okay. okay and then he's always got his watson and it's always someone with a different suit than him it's always someone with like who's smart like you know zeus is electrician okay al's got some intuition that he helps with and stuff some of their compliment his skills exactly even justin long has got the computer skills and stuff like that it's someone to compliment his like rough and tumble skills of fighting then you get to the fifth movie and it's his son who's basically just a clone of him like down to the baldness (laughs) and and you're like it's like watching two Sherlock Holmes kind of fight the bad guy. Where right, it's like, right. 
how many times like there's nothing there's nothing to break away from the oh I grabbed the gun and I shot him and I blew this up and it's just sort of it felt like one of those and we'll get to that later on but it's felt like one of those like past the torch movies yeah. that they tried oh, to do yeah, with, yeah, with yeah. Indiana Jones right. where they were like let's bring in someone that'll be the face of the franchise you oh know, that didn't work Jake Courtney is not having good luck with that no no because <laughs> that Terminator thing I don't dislike him but it's like yeah he just doesn't make some good movies yeah you know they were gonna make three Terminators. Oh really? But after that one tanked, they 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 canceled it. Oh jeez. Yeah. So uh, well, okay. So what would you give so number three? Is? I would give number three actually an eight out of ten. I think it's a fine movie. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I'd go that. Yeah, that sounds about um, right to me. Yeah. So not as good as the first one, but I'll watch it. Yeah. You know. Uh, some good yeah, stuff. it's it's no, it, it's you could you could consider the first one to be like almost like oh it belongs in the criterion collection <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like action film yeah but in the third one's just it's just a good action film sure yeah. sure yeah it didn't have to be a diehard yeah that's that's true yeah yeah, yeah. all right so on number, number four, four oh. 2007's live for your diehard director len wiseman who directed all the underworld movies uh budget 110 million grossed 134 so it still made money <laughs> Uh, when they say that, is that, are they talking about like, are they talking worldwide or talking about U.S.? Yeah, I think this is U.S. Yeah, that sounds about right. But it's and it's not including, um, you know, uh, marketing, marketing, and all and that. advertising, oh, God, yeah. Yeah. especially for a diehard movie. You're yeah, talking yeah. about probably like thirty million dollars worth of marketing. It's right. like, oh wait, no, he produced the underworld movies. No, he directed the he first did, one. I was gonna say he had to direct the second one, one of them. And so. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh no! Oh no! It is announced that he is supposed to direct Die Hard Year One. No. Uh, This story takes place on New Year's Eve 1979, although Bruce Willis will be playing present-day John McClane. Oh, good. It's a flashback. Wait, what? So it's a young John McClane movie. Oh, so it's like him thinking. Uh, He'll be like, I'm sure Willis will be like bookending it, you know? You can't do that. You can't do that because it's how many times did he be like, oh, like, why, like, why did this happen to (laughs) me? Like, like, oh, apparently he forgot that it already had happened before. Apparently it happens to him all the time. That's another thing about these movies is like, that's when the quality dropped off is when he stopped questioning, like, why does this happen? (laughs) Like, he does say it. Yeah. A little bit in this, this one, the the fifth. The fourth one, the fourth one, where he he's like, you know, oh, they can go go pick someone up, like you know, just you know, drive him down to. Oh yeah, complaining about yeah. right. So this cast is uh, Bruce Willis, of course, Timothy Oliphant, Justin Long, Maggie Q. Um, oh, Cliff Curtis, who I hate. Uh, he's, well, he's, he's, now what if you run into him? It's well, like, <laughs> he's gonna know you. Well, I don't I hate him. He plays some you. terrible characters. <laughs> like he's one of the main reasons I I don't watch uh, Fear the Walking Dead. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, oh, him. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. I forgot what he looked like. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Smith is in this. Mary Elizabeth Winstead plays um, Lucy Gennaro McLean, his daughter, which uh, I never knew. Like she's it's funny because I guess I had seen her in uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. But, but it was what? Two years later? Something or? like that. And no, it's that. Yeah. Probably about two years later. But <clears throat> she was had such a weird look in that movie. I didn't. Yeah. With the hair. Yeah. I don't relate her to anything else. And then um, I watched the movie, uh, the TV series, Brain Dead, Brain Dead, something where uh, people are getting uh, their brains taken over by by weird alien ants. And what it, is that? Oh God, <laughs> I don't know about this at all. We'll have to talk. That it's actually a really good, really good TV series. 
Um, but yeah, every time she shows up in something, I'm like, oh, she was in that, you know, because yeah. she did all the stuff that I didn't, I didn't know about. But I like her. Oh, uh, Cloverfield, ten for Cloverfield. Land. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so it's a great cast, but it's all right. I'll just I'll keep my opinions to later. <laughs> so it's about <laughs> <Go ahead>. uh, <laughs> uh, someone hacks into the computers at the FBI Cybercrime Division, aka, AKA Counter Terrorist Unit. <laughs> Director uh, decides to round up all the hackers, and one of them is Justin Long, who lives in I think he said Camden. So Bruce Willis, who's in New Brunswick, at the, see, see, I know this area because I, I lived there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm like, as as they're talking about, it makes no I'm sense. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's yeah, like, of course. First of all, he's a New York cop. Yeah, that's and that's the thing is, yeah, it's like he's visiting his daughter at college or something in New Brunswick, which is in North Jersey. Yeah. Then he has to go drive to Camden to pick up Justin Long, which is South Jersey, and then take him to D.C. You're just excited. So many people from New Jersey listen to this. I know. Like, <laughs> someone's talking about New Jersey I did and the, knows what they're talking right. about. I did the same thing with Harold and Kumar because that movie makes a massive oh, yeah, for sure, New yeah. Jersey geography. So, And then at, at some point in the movie, they go to West Virginia and then come back and now – his daughter's there. And then uh, Kevin Smith's like, in Baltimore, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Baltimore and D.C. are relatively close. No, but I'm just saying, it's, yeah, like, it's yeah. all over the place. Oh, it's all, yeah. they're all over. It's like, what? And then how did she get there? She's three hours north. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, what? I, I don't understand. Yeah, the, the the West Virginia thing was really. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, so, like, oh, we'll yeah. just drive there. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so so I guess uh, Timothy Oliphant's organization had uh, paid a bunch of hackers to write a bunch of code so he could break into the FBI. And then they were killing off all the hackers so they couldn't squeal and McLean gets to justin long's character right before they kill him and so he's now on the run because the hackers are chasing and basically that's the whole movie the hackers are chasing them down the rest of the movie i like how the the delete button is what causes the <laughs> well we'll definitely get into the entire problem of the the like technology side of this movie why don't we get into that right oh, now <laughs> god it's from yeah from the very be first off i have a pet peeve with movies that anytime anytime they create a fictional technological like word or like plot device that they just hammer in a thousand times they created this thing called a fire sale about like yeah. and they even they even hammer in this lame joke about like it's a fire sale because everything must go yeah. it's like you know the the three step three phase plan to get rid of like you know all governmental support and everything yeah. causing mass chaos and I swear to God I need to go back and count it it's they've got to say fire sale like like twenty seven oh, times yeah it's, yeah yeah it's at one point Bruce Willis mentions it like seven times in a scene it's yeah. <laughs> it's just ridiculous <laughs> it is so bad like like the audience needs to keep reminded right. like what is going on by a single word that's made up and no one understands yeah. Yeah, and the 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 tech and like I kept thinking about twenty four again because like yeah. twenty four does bad stuff with tech and this was worse. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, okay, cell phones. So the cell phone grid goes down, and so somehow he's able to turn a regular cell phone into a satellite. Oh phone yeah, oh yeah, that, using that software. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, really? I'll, I'll connect to the satcom. <laughs> like what? Yeah. What? Like, do you even know how cell phones work? Like, right. are are you no. one of those people that thinks that a cell phone connects to a satellite? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had so many people that have been like, oh, you know, it just, it just connects to the satellite. Like, right. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So the tech is terrible, which is a problem because the movie is all about the tech. So at some point, they uh, consult another hacker played by Kevin Smith. Yeah. Which I didn't think the scenes were all that bad. Although when he was like tapping one-handed on his keyboard that he was holding, that looked really fake. 
but he did an okay job. Yeah. It just because he's him. Yeah. It yeah. just takes you out of the whole thing. Yeah, you know? it's it's that's the thing is he's 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 created such a character for himself by having been a character for so long yeah. that you can't see him as anything else. It's no. the only thing he should ever act in is to be Silent Bob. Right. That's, that's it. Right. I, I saw him in a uh, <clears throat> Law and Order one time. Oh God. He was just like some dude working at a place that they had to go in and ask questions. Cause you know, they're investigating a murder and they had to just ask him a few questions and he was in like one scene. Right? Yeah. It's still like, Oh look, alarm bells go off. It's Kevin Smith. It's yeah. Kevin Smith. <laughs> Whenever I see him in things, I, I want to say that, he, whenever he makes his movies and he's in them, he frames around his bald spot. Oh, that's funny. But it's uh, maybe not. Uh, yeah. may, maybe uh, he seems like a guy who's uh, like shameless in his. I mean, he yeah. rolls around in a hockey jersey everywhere <laughs> he goes, yeah. which, hey, that's, you know, sure. congratulations to yeah, yeah. just not caring. <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, I, like that was the thing that kept being like, well, damn, he's really bald back in Anytime he kept turning around and trying to push John McLean uh-huh, out of the, uh-huh. that's all I could pay attention to. <laughs> oh, and he's got, he's got this horrible, the wizard. A wizard, yeah. Oh, man. It's like even, <laughs> even by like hacker, like tech names, it's just bad. It's just cheap and bad. It's yeah. like, it's like someone pulled it out of a, like a hat. Of like just names that they recycled from horrible right. no, 80s. No hacker has called himself wizard since 1973. Oh, <laughs> but having said all that, and, and this was my first viewing of this movie for, I don't know, two thirds of the movie. I was like, eh, I'm sort of on board with this. Like, I'll forgive all the bad tech. I'll forgive this and that. And the other thing I like these actors. It's not really a diehard movie. They're all over the place. It really could be almost any movie. It could be any movie. Yeah. And then the scene with, the fighter jet happens oh god yeah and so they're 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 on i guess the the you know big highway interchange around dc or baltimore and for some reason oh because like the the hacker the bad guy hackers take over you know they they con the pilot of this f-35 into taking off and coming after john mcclain and it's one of these planes that can hover like the the harrier right and so it's flying in and around and underneath these raised highways and i'm like I don't know that they're that precise, yeah. you know, and yeah. then, and plus like the, the, the wash from that would have been just blowing everything away. And then McLean jumps or gets thrown off of the highway onto the back of the plane and he's hanging on the rudder as it's spinning around out of control. And I'm like, okay, this just became true lies. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but they're they're what are they like the Harrier jump jets or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and the bad guy's like hanging on one, and then he shoots the missile off. And, yeah, you know, it's all that stuff. <laughs> oh god! But True Lies worked because it had a sense of humor. Oh yeah, that's, right. Yeah, and everything was over the top, but you expected it because it was uh, Schwarzenegger basically playing uh, an exaggeration of himself. Mm-hmm. You know, so this was just like oh, that. Now that. No, McLean is the guy who's running through broken glass in in bare feet. He's not the guy jumping on the back of a fighter jet. <laughs> yeah, again, like we talked about it, just like the the lack the lack of the villain's sense of humor. It's just it's so mm. one sided. You're just oh yeah, all it is is you're just like oh I'm rooting for John McLean, but then there's like aside from like all the scenes that, with the villain, you're just like I don't care. Like yeah, like you're the villain. I hope you get taken out. That's about it. <laughs> right. Like, no. Yeah. He's having no fun. I mean, Tim the Elephant. He generally is a very serious guy. He is. So, yeah. Right? Almost anything I can think of, he's yeah. been and he's got a very like you know yeah 
and it's uh, if he's having fun at all, it's uh, it's like the movie Go, where he's being evil and yeah, sinister. But it, you know? even yeah. then, he's he's super serious. Right. But it's like, it, yeah, he's yeah. menacing. You yeah. know, and this one, he's just like, okay, it's fine. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, because even even in Go, he like he's super sarcastic. Yeah, it's just super dry witted. <laughs> yeah. But it's like here, it's just like yeah. he just gets angry. It's right. like and and like mopey. So it lost me in the third act, definitely. That's, that's it was way I mean, after it I was giving it a lot of generosity right just because I was like open mind I know this is supposed to be bad but I'm just going to keep an open mind I wasn't terribly annoyed by Justin Long he was okay but he certainly knows Sam Jackson yeah. right as a partner um, he's, he's got some sass to him and he's got some yeah. some you, you know, know once, sarcasticness but and he, he had some growth right he was a complete yeah. you know nitwit hacker you know shut in at the beginning and then he showed some growth oh, dude, end, where, right? where, it, where it stalled for me is that whole scene with the the starting the car where he he calls oh like, yeah they have to fake <laughs> some sort of car accident yeah, yeah so yeah. that yes um please we just hit a tree and my my my, my dad is having a heart attack and i think he's gonna die you need to help us oh while we contact emergency services <sighs> no, no no he's he's dying please listen to me I, I can get him to a hospital i can drive i'm fine but i, I can't really turn the key it the key won't start so you gotta start the car first okay please dad I don't your name please hi my name is it's Frank, and my dad's name is um is Dvorak Sarjinsky. Please, please just help us, okay? We need your help, please. Emergency services are on their way. No, no, li- oh, listen to me, listen to me, ma'am. What is your name? Dolores. Dolores? Okay, Dolores. Uh, I don't know if you have a dad. But I do, and I want to be able to say that a year from now, okay? Because my dad is my hero, and right now he is in my arms, dying. And, and, and his only hope is to get to a hospital right now. I, we can't wait, so please start the goddamn car. Thank you, Dolores. So that the, the, so on, the, the on on-star star person will yeah. start the car for them. Does, does that even work? Can they do that? Yeah, they can remote start them. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure they can remote start them, but it's for me, it was just sort of... Uh, what is that? It's like a it's like a four or five minute scene, and I'm like, good uh, God, that's true. like, that, like just start the car. Do you need this? Isn't there's right. nothing comedic to it, and it's like it doesn't. It was, I guess, and now I don't remember the scenes before it, but I guess maybe that was the first time that he showed he his, showed McLean that his he worth could do that he could do something. Yeah, yeah. It probably is, but it's but it could have been a lot shorter. We're talking we're, <laughs> we're talking about a movie that should not be trying to to show. It's it, it just needs to be a popcorn flick. It's like yeah. They should have realized in the editing room, like, okay, let's just cut this straightforward and, and not try to have any depth to it. Yeah. Character development or growth <laughs> or anything. Yeah. But yeah, it it uh, definitely took a nosedive off of this is this is for me, even though I like I actually rated this the same as two, I think. Cause I gave two a five. Really? That's generous. It is, only just because it it The cast is that the cast is good and it and it kinda kept my attention for for a little while. It wasn't maybe Maybe God, I'm giving it, it on a scale because what's I, her name? Uh, Maggie Q. Yeah, she's the same in everything. Oh yeah, it's like it, you've seen the what is it the designated survivor? Designated survivor. Yeah, <laughs> it's the exact same. Oh yeah, it's just this like super serious like deadpan <laughs> delivery of everything. Yeah, right. But I like her. Yeah, yeah. I, I just maybe the cast was what I mean. Even though the cast was pretty good, like William Sadler in the second one is is awesome. But oh yeah, um, there wasn't oh, enough I, other I, people. J- jumping back on that one, I gotta say, 
I when we were talking about accents, you, you've got the the English pilot with the, they they, cla- they crashed the plane, and it's Cole Meany, yeah, from uh, yeah, from, from Star, Star Trek. Trek, and 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 you know him all throughout Star Trek as having like this American accent, but he's Irish. He has a total Irish accent in that. Oh, no, it's then it's then it's like so toned down. It is toned down. You're right. It's super toned yeah. down. And then he's like playing it like a posh Englishman flying this plane. I just had to stop and laugh. <laughs> it's like I mean I love the guy. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah but it, it was, was just, distracting. Yeah, it? and was, that that whole that whole scene uh-huh. in the in the plane in the English plane is so over the top, where it's like just they're just it's dripping with like. English idiom, idiom, right. like, yeah, idioms, right. Oh yeah, like the the, the stewardess oh, like, is being super English. Oh, oh no. yeah, like we, we're, we're just like English Rail. We get you. Like we might be late, but we get you there. It's right, like, right. Yeah. <laughs> they it's really like, to, uh, the scurving scones and you know. Oh, I know. Yeah. Tea. Oh, and that was another thing I read that that would have never happened, right? Even if they tell the plane that the ground level is further down than and it is, like the the plane has sensors, it's going to yeah. figure out where the ground is. You know. So in 1990, does it <laughs> answer me that question? I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, I maybe I was giving being generous, but I gave this a five out of ten. Oh, man. If I had to. Yeah, I, I, I go a little lower. I go four. Yeah. 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 I can it's see just that. even it, honestly, it's like if, if you were to say that if this was a non diehard movie, I'd give it a three. Yeah. It's yeah. like it only goes up. Right. A point for. But even then, it's like it's not. It's not, I wouldn't even call it a diehard movie. It's like, it's the movie, it's the movie that paid a ton of money for Bruce Willis to come back to do a piss poor McLean impression. It's almost like how they threw so much money at Harrison Ford to be like, (laughs) come back and play Han Solo. And it's like, and they just had to negotiate this like astronomical number of money for him just to come back to do some like just low rent rendition of a character (laughs) he played years ago. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, And that that was for me, it was like he lost all of his sass and his, his like, you know, his, well, to be fair, he lost that in Jedi. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm talking about Bruce Willis. Oh, it, Bruce Willis. In, yeah, yeah. In, right. in the fourth one. Yeah. It's like, you know, he he stopped being like making little jokes here and right. there and right. like, you know, and, and just being over this. And it's just sort of like, oh, this is my life now. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like even yeah. even the voice sort of changes to where he's just like. Even by acting standards, mm-hmm. you're kind of like, oh, he's over this. He's yeah. over. He's over it in the movie. And he's over it in real life. They're just paying him a ton of money to come back. Right. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, the look of the film is much different yeah. than the first three. Yeah. It just doesn't have that. And I don't know. Maybe. I mean, are we saying that just because I'm sure the first three were shot on film and right, that very well could? Although this yeah. is this is 2007, so I don't know that it, uh, digital. Pro- it, no, it probably is probably still film. Probably still film. But they did something. You know, the lenses or whatever. They yeah. Just had yeah. A, the film st- probably more that. than anything the film stock or the film it's, stock yeah, it's, sure yeah. yeah it's gonna not have that like grittiness of like especially I mean when I was watching the, it's like even the again I'm going backwards and you're seeing the the openers for is it TriStar Columbia it's like the, could be I think so something like that yeah. it, it's oh, just, no. well the first one was 20th Century Fox oh you're, no you're right I'm sorry it is 20th Century Fox yeah. and then as you go backwards it just becomes like the lower and lower qualityed. 20th century right, box, right. all the film grain and yes. everything. Yeah. Oh, it's like it's almost like a bad one, animation. The first the thing, one, I was worried because 
when I saw the logo, the 20th Century Fox logo was all stretched out. Yeah, yep. Oh, is this going to be a problem? Yeah. And no, apparently on all the widescreen versions of the movie, they just stretched out the the four three logo. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I feel I, like yeah. we we agree that this was this was a a, a low point. Uh, until the next one, <laughs> oh, God, I almost don't even want to get into five. It's so bad. We can we can breeze right over it. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, a good day to die hard. Twenty thirteen director John Moore. Uh, his first director credit is a short film called Jack's Bicycle. God, see, you see, that, that's the problem is we're getting we're getting so far yeah into the future now that these directors have like student films on their IMDb. Yeah. The two things I've heard of that he did before this were the 2006 remake of The Omen and the 2008's Max Payne based on the video game, which was I think that, also that, had but, Timothy Oliphant, wasn't it? No, uh, wasn't it um, Mark Wahlberg? Uh, you're right. It is Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. And Mila Kunis. Really? Yeah. That's I played that video game. I had a lot of fun with it. Except, oh, yeah. That's, that's a good video game. Uh, it, there was a level that was one of his like nightmares, and you had to like traverse this trail of like, blood without yeah. falling off, and I couldn't get past that level. So I came <laughs> <up>. <laughs> that's as far as I've ever gone And then since this movie, he has done uh, IT, which is not it. <laughs> oh, oh, it's no. IT with Pierce Brosnan. Mm. Uh, a self-proclaimed... Millionaire has his life turned upside down after firing his IT consultant. So don't fire your IT consultant. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Take your uh, commercial break here. And- yeah, right. So not much. Yeah, you're right. They're, like they're scraping the bottom of the barrel, which kind of they did with Terminator Genesis yeah. for directors. Basically, short story, John McClane hears that his son, who is in Russia, got arrested for shooting somebody. Um, goes to Russia to, I don't know, free him somehow and ends up basically screwing up uh, a whole CIA operation because his son's a CIA agent, which he didn't know. Yeah, it's... I mean, okay, I'll buy it. I'll buy that. But it's like, typically, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's like, did they just recruit you in the CIA from having no experience whatsoever? Like, in any sort of, like... So, so John McClane just had no idea. Like, right, the, the way the he poses it, he makes it sound like his son is just like a deadbeat. That like, yeah, it's like that's deep cover, yeah. right? Like, you would think that he would at least tell his dad, who is like, maybe they don't get along, but he's a cop, you can trust him, right? Yeah. Like, hey, dad, just so you Even know, if he doesn't tell him. He would just think that his son was doing some job, yeah, and not like because they make it seem like his son's not that old in the movie, right? And it's like they make it seem like. He's just, he's a, you know, he's a complete screw up from his past. And the last time I talked to him was about four years ago. It's like, oh, so all of a sudden he's deep. He's like a deep cover CIA agent from right. within four right. years of. Yeah, we don't, there's not a good uh, line of like history or background to this character. Like how did he get where he is? You know? uh, did, okay, now let me ask you this. The, the version you watch have the daughter in it at all? No, I saw her name in the credits. Yeah, and then I never saw her. In there's the movie. apparently a scene where she drops off John McClane at the airport, and then she also picks the both of them up at the airport at the end of the movie. Okay, and it's not in the version I watched. Great, it's yeah. <laughs> so I just kept being confused. Yeah, that I was because I was going back researching this this episode, um, and I was like, 
on the the wikia for Die Hard, it mentions in the plot like, oh, like Lucy Gener- uh, mm-hmm. Lucy McLean drops her yeah. dad off, and I'm like, I don't remember that. Nah. And then like I was researching this while I was watching the movie, and then I skipped to the end because I had seen this movie years ago, and it was like, oh, she picks them both up from the airport, and then I like I like get to the end, and it's just some pan of of Moscow, right. and then it just fades to nothing, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Did I miss the yeah. So, yeah. So, basically, John McClane's son had uh, gotten himself arrested so he could be in jail with this other political prisoner and break him out because he was somebody they wanted to have, the CIA wanted. Um, but it turns out, they and he finally, he, he does break him out, and uh, the three of them have their adventures until they get to uh, Chernobyl, where uh, this guy had secreted a bunch of... I don't know, plutonium or whatever the hell it was. Um, and it turns out he's a bad guy, right? Yeah. yeah. And so big fight, helicopter, yeah, explosions. Yeah. My, my problem with this is that in the... Pre- okay, so you've got you've got essentially an unreliable narrator in this movie in that you think that he's the, you know, the, the political uh, prisoner and then he ends up being the bad guy. Right. Even though they tried to fake you out in the second one, William Sadler's still the bad guy. Right. It's it's just you add another bad guy on to the thing at the end. Yeah. This one, it's just sort of like, oh no, the guy they're trying to save is actually the bad guy. Which, you know. And and uh, yeah. sure. You can do and a you twist ne- like that. You never you never develop a relationship with the bad guy because it's like it's some sort of Putin right. analogous. It's like it's yeah, like Yeah, 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 yeah. So you never really see him aside from the scene that he gets assassinated. So you're never like, oh, oh my god, like <laughs> he's gone. It's I don't know, the, just the the yeah. whole structure with the the villain in this one was just bad. Yeah, it was a mess. They again, like like the third one where they're just tearing through New York. They're tearing through Moscow, right? Oh I'm like, yeah, yeah. Where are the police? Where's the army? What's good? Like what? Can we talk about <laughs> this movie's liberal use of physics in cars? Oh, please. Um. Okay, so. Obviously, there's not a whole lot of car work in the first one. Second one, not so much either. The third one is where it starts to go off the rails a little bit, where there's like, oh, God, the car. Like, in this movie, in the third one and the fifth one, they both drive off of a bridge. Okay. It's in the, the, the fifth one. He's like driving down a bunch of ramps and stuff into traffic and driving, oh, on, and top he's driving on top of cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, oof, I don't know. And it's even in the fourth one, like, oh, the fourth one, he launches a car into the helicopter. Again, we, like to talk, we talked about it. they're all dead. It's all yeah, those yeah, all yeah, those yeah. people in those cars are dead. Sure. It's yep. yeah, yeah. And it's all John McClane's fault. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, the physical. This one, they like fall through like fourteen floors of glass or something. I'm fine with that. It's yeah. just the the car thing where it's like like you can just like he rams the car off of a bridge and just takes the railing down in having gone ten feet. <laughs> oh yeah, in the yeah, car yeah, 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 yeah. And then starts working his way down, uh-huh. like driving on top of like car ramps and and you know like the the you know the things that trailer trucks that move cars mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. And then he's driving on top of cars and it's oh god, it's a mess. It it's, is. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and pe- uh, from what I read, people applauded the the like oh the only good thing about this was the the chase scenes <laughs> and I'm like what are you talking about? This is the worst thing. Yeah. And I was I was physically distracted by the camera work. Oh yeah, right. It was again. It was like twenty four. It was like zoom, 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 bam, do 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 do. And they had these like like you said shots from helicopters zooming in yeah. on stuff, and then you know following. It. And it's like okay, 
if your action scene is that good, you don't need to shake the camera around and move the camera around. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just follow the action. Well, really there's, there's not a whole lot of action. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and God, the, the, just, there's so many things I can go wrong with this. The, the, in the, the safe house where they finally get the, uh, the political prisoner back to, I don't know. This is the point. At this point, I just stopped yeah, paying attention. I don't, I don't to remember what it. The names of the characters. Are. No. Yeah. And, the other CIA agent gets shot and killed, and then the like Russians start rushing in, and, and McLean's just got this like machine gun and oh, yeah. mows down like seven. <laughs> At what point do you like if you're seven guys deep in a line, yeah, and the first three are just getting picked off? What sort of moron are you that are like I'm just gonna storm into this room and I'm gonna be the one that survives this? <laughs> it's like yeah. Yeah, you, you can even go online and see the list of people, which I was kind of surprised. You can find out how many people John McClane has killed in each movie. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and it's it's not as many as you think. Okay. I was quite surprised when I saw it. And and it it lists the moment in which they died, and it's so redundant. It just rattles off, like, first person that goes in the room in Russia and gets shot and killed the second person. <laughs> and by, like, the sixth uh, or seventh great. one, you're like, oh, God, this is just ridiculous. <laughs> like, there's no thought to it. And that was nice about the first one is that, like they were sort of counting down. Mm-hmm. Right. That was the, the right. first one, uh, kind of a little bit of the second one, not so much the rest of them. He knew how many there were, and there was a list that you could work. Right, there was a finite, and it was like in the first one, it's like yeah. a, a dozen or so people, yeah. right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, and yeah. By the third and beyond, it's just. I mean, the third one, there is, yeah, you could say there's a finite amount, but then yeah. and then beyond that, it's just sort of like, there's just random people that are yeah. like, oh, I'm part of this organization and I'm <laughs> firing on you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's that, that uh, expanding scope. Every movie just got bigger and bigger and bigger, which, you know, to a certain extent, you know, and I guess we're done talking about this movie. Oh, oh I got to say, the only thing I liked about this movie was the Russian taxi cab driver. Yes, yes, Eber, some chess of... It's a beeries zoot guest guest. Just not used a Ubernaya Dragon Sky Courthouse. You speak Russian. How do I do? Well, you ask for a large bag of hair <laughs> on the way to Taganska Courthouse. <laughs> but I got it. Good. I got it. Good. Traffic sucks here too. Sex? You want sex? Sexy clubs? No, no, no sex. It sucks. It's traffic. What is it? An accident? No. Garden ring is bad. Always traffic. Always traffic. You American? Yeah. American. New York. Big Apple. I want to wake up in a city that never sleeps. Yeah, that's it. Never sleeps. Sure. Frank Sinatra, chairman of the board. That's right. Chairman. Yeah. You, you, you sing good. This little town blues I'm melting away. Yes, I sing. I sing yeah. all the time. Yeah. King of the hill. Top of a world, huh? Heap. Top of the heap. <laughs> all right, all right. Taganski Courthouse, right there. Two blocks. You better walk. Traffic is bad, really bad. Hey, no money. 
No money, you let me sing. You let me sing. You listen to my singing. No money. Welcome to Moscow. That little town blues are melting away. Huh? I'm gonna make a brand new start of it. In old New York. Oh, yeah, who's Oh, yeah, that you. That actor's been in some stuff, too. Like I'm sure he has. Yeah. He was funny. Pasha Lynchikov? Lynchikov. Super Russian. Yeah. It's not like uh, Yakov Shmirnov. <laughs> <laughs> Blacklist. Oh, he's a bunch of TV series. Big Bang Theory. It's always the case. Lone, yeah. So he's been in basically every TV show. Oh, Deadwood. Oh, okay. Blazanov. Oh, yeah. He was the um, the telegram operator. I don't know if I remember that. Yeah. He was good. That's what I remember him from. Okay. All right. What would you give this one? I gave this one a three. Oh, God. That's, yeah, you're being so generous. I, 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 I honestly would give this a two. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. It's it's just, it's I have watched it now twice in my life, and I don't think I know what's going on, and I don't think I paid attention. No. I like it. I try like keep in mind I watched this in reverse I was like okay oh, yeah. I, I had the energy going into this right. where like I'm gonna watch this intently <laughs> and I still was like I don't know what the hell I just watched yeah maybe because I already kind of knew that it was bad but it's you know yeah so I mean just in general about yeah. talking about making uh, sequels right so you have a movie that's a hit let's let's even limit it to action movies right now right second one you want to go bigger right because like we were talking about earlier you can't just do the same thing over again you have to figure out what to do differently and it has to be what some people think it has to be bigger and better and more explosions so you get the expansion of building to airport to city to states to countries you know um you get a dozen terrorists to a bigger team to a bigger team to like who knows how many right um but that's that's not always the right way to ratchet things up, right? You, I still, I still think if you, you know, you just you keep it like a ship in a bottle. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, they could they could have had four or five good solid movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um, so you, yeah, you could vary it up. Like, you right. know, it, he's entirely on a navy ship, or he's, you know, yeah. <laughs> if you even if you wanted to go ridiculous, he's entirely in the like, you know. Space station. It's, it's like something. It's like just just to, to, that would like, be awesome. <laughs> John McClane in space. He's just ejecting people yeah. out into space. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, man. It's it's just the, right. the fact that yeah, the fact that they they just let it go uncontained and just let it spread like that is yeah. You stop caring. Yeah, they could be anywhere. They can do anything. Yeah. The thing. The thing is, and I I agree. I like. I do miss the the sense of containment from the first movie in the rest of them. Yeah. The problem is all of the copycats, right? So you had Under Siege, you had yeah. uh, Speed Cruise Control, you had all these movies that were diehard in an X, in a ship, on a boat, in a train, I mean, in a whatever. It's funny that you, you mentioned know? Cruise Control and not just the original Speed. Well, because that was different, right? That was it's traveling. Oh no, you're right. It's, di- it's diehard yeah. on a bus. Yeah, you're right. it's diehard on a I bus. I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. it's diehard on a bus. Exactly. So. Uh, all these moves, like, but so then, you know, you want to do another Die Hard sequel and you want to keep it contained. Well, we, someone else has done boats, planes, trains, yeah. buses. Like, it's how do, it's how not do John McClane. It? It's not John McClane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can still do it. Like, 
The problem is you can't go backwards now. Right. It's like, I don't know what this year one is going to be about. Ugh. God, I can't. Like <laughs> Again, you can't go back and change that. Yeah. That di- he's surprised and diehard one that this is happening. Yeah. So is that your thing? Like, like if you, uh, if they would have kept it contained, that would have helped the series. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, you look at, you look at some of the other shtick series. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you you made your comment earlier today about the Hangover movies. Yeah, and one is good, two is okay, and then it's like you get to three where it's just like goes everywhere it's not vegas anymore it goes anywhere it does anything well the second one wasn't vegas either oh you're right it's, yeah, yeah but it's but it's still so contained to a single city okay it's you know mm-hmm. essentially like a locale yeah and what happens like the, they got so much backlash from like oh it's the same formula over again well that's that's the point it's like you yeah. you enjoy that formula it's new jokes rehashed in that right it's i mean i wasn't looking for any sort of like a deep movie when i go see that it's the we're not making yeah <laughs> i mean james bond's movies james bond uh, james bond movies are james bond movies because you're going to watch james bond right it's true that i was i was thinking about that uh i was thinking about different movies with formulas and and you're right like they've been better or worse over the years and i think it's, it's too big of a topic for us to cover on one of these episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. but they there is a formula the formula's been modified over the years but it there is you know to to some degree it's still there you yeah. know and they stick to it now the you know the roger moore and the pierce brosnan's ones got really silly and ridiculous oh yeah you know? yeah the the timothy dalton Jeez. well one of the timothy dalton ones was more serious the other one was really silly and then we get back to uh daniel craig and it's back to being gritty and serious oh, like yeah, more yeah. gritty than any of them more right? yeah exactly yeah so and that's what happens yeah. the longer you go on the more you you're just sort of like okay we got to go even more hardcore than we did the original time right yeah yeah so but i mean they they did like uh they tried to go bigger with the stunts like you know you look at uh yeah they had some good stunts and stuff throughout the connery and and uh, more errors and then you get to pierce brosnan and now i forget which one it was but they've got a helicopter with big giant spinning blades chasing him around a boat like oh my god (laughs) now now we're we're just getting into which that's a series we can't do no no no. that's i've (laughs) got a whole other 24 movies or whatever a whole other series that i do about bond (laughs) yeah oh god um so yeah uh i i agree i think keeping it contained would have been a uh definitely a big help Keeping contained and just like I said, keeping keeping a villain that cha- like I mean everyone's intellectual challenge for John McClane. It's You're right. yeah, <laughs> but no, that's but, true. Like, but, but keeping yeah, but like your earlier coming up, keeping a villain with a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That someone someone the audience could kind of be like okay like that he made a joke mm-hmm. that's kind of funny yeah it's like four and five at no point does the villain ever say anything humorous no all right even the simple games in three yeah it's you know that was interesting yeah so like you could you could read that a thousand times sure it's like in different ways it doesn't necessarily be the, the villain that's causing that but it's like yeah, there's one last thing i want to talk about mm-hmm. let me see if you picked up on this too I want to say that it doesn't happen anywhere except for Die Hard 1, where the later movies, when John McClane gets an idea to do something, you always get this kind of like hint and look that he's got an idea, and then it cuts to the bad guys, and then you see happen what he planned. Huh. Whereas in the later ones, I know particularly like 4 and 5, he gets an idea and you watch him execute it. Interesting. 
it's you know uh whether it's like so give me an example from the first one i'm trying to remember there's a scene where all i remember is he he notices something uh, i'm gonna have to jog my memory on that one. oh well uh when uh um he kills i think it's uh carl's brother and then he puts he sees the santa hat and them finding his body in the elevator yeah right yeah exactly yeah. Sim- similar to that and there was another one too where he uh god I'm, I'm blanking on this i'll have to think about it again but it's it's there's something he he makes eye contact with something mm-hmm. and it gives him an idea and then they cut away and then all of a sudden like the bad guys are like witnessing an explosion or something and you're like you didn't see him actually set this right. up and the later ones he's he's purposely setting everything up and you're watching him execute these okay. plans yeah, yeah there's almost the audience like gets a letdown on like what happened because there's always, in the first one there's always like a reveal on like mm-hmm. what did he do what caused right. that explosion what was his idea it's like and then after the fact you're kind of like oh he did that he taped that together he tied that on the later ones like you see him do it so you're just basically just watching something there's no like right there's no moment of question of like oh what happened yeah what's he gonna do with yeah. that thing exactly yeah, yeah. Oh, and we we the final thing we forgot to talk about. We already met. We already you and I already talked about this in the fifth one. John McClane's son. This is the first movie in which John McClane doesn't kill the bad guy. He oh, himself, right? His son is the one, and he straight up murders him. <laughs> right? Like, he at no point was McClane's son in any danger by this guy. He had him captured. And then the guy makes a cracks a joke, or maybe not so joke, but he, he makes some sort of like remark or threat or something. And Jack just takes him and throws him into the helicopter blades. Yeah, like in every other movie, it's like what the the first one he's fought, you know right. Gruber's just, holding onto his wife and yeah, he's, yeah. he's got to get the watch off to save his wife and he falls. Right. In the second one, he like the plane's getting away, and so oh, yeah. yeah, it's like can't let him get away. Right. It's like if you can't capture him, yeah, you can't let him get away. In the third one, it's like he's in the helicopter and the guy's shooting at him. He mm-hmm. has no choice but to like take out the other Gruber. Fourth one, he uh, you know it's like he's got a gun on him and he shoots through himself right. and shoots, <laughs> which I thought was a pretty cool scene. It was, yeah, yeah I'll give him that. Yeah. Um, but then in the fifth one. It's like there's nope. they caught him. That's yeah. it. Okay. Oh, no, nope. 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 Just murder him. Like throw him <laughs> into the blades. All because he made some like smart ass remark that pissed Jack Jr. off. Yeah. It's like yeah. That's that's where I think they lost it for me. Where I was like, oh, that's a good is, point. Yeah, yeah. That's something where you're like, okay, well he should go to jail for that. As a and student. also for all the uh, collateral damage. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, well, that's I mean, it's, the other ones were just purely like yeah. you know happenstance, accidental right. deaths. This was like no, he just threw the guy in the yeah. blades. All right. Cool. Well, I think we covered the shit out of that movie series. <laughs> if you are listening to this still and you made it through it with us, uh, thank you for listening to Sequel Harder. Remember, it's hard to make a good movie, and it's even harder to make a good sequel. See you next time. Send your questions and comments to sequelharder at gmail.com. And be sure to visit neozaz.com for more podcasts like this.